Welcome to Random Podcast Generator. Or rat well, let me do that again. Welcome to Random Topic Generator, a podcast where two men enter without a topic and hope to make sense out of a conversation under 20 minutes. We are your casters, Rob and Sev. How you doing, bro? Yeah, good, man. Good, good. Let's do this. Let's do this. So sooner or later, we got to come up with a better concept of... yeah. With that better, like intro cast, or... intro and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's see what we get this time. Loading. When was the last time you went to a movie theater? <laughs> Before civilization collapsed. <laughs> you there? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear Sorry, you. Sorry, it went on mute. That's such a convenient topic. Like, what a funny-ass topic to talk about right now. Yeah. Uh, go for it. When was the last time? I don't know. I said before Civilization collapsed, but I'm trying to think about the last movie I watched. I think the last movie I watched was... I can't even think of it. It was... Well, it had to be, like, in February before COVID because everything got destroyed when COVID happened. And yeah. that's... it's It's terrifying because everything went to shit like i personally got the movie pass from amc and i was Mm -hmm. really excited about it i wanted to you know i loved going to the movies i loved watching all these things that i've watched and specifically when they made going to the movies so convenient in terms of like getting a movie pass and seeing mm-hmm. like three movies or four movies a month for like 20 bucks. Uh, the last mm-hmm. movie I watched by myself was Harley Quinn. <laughs> and the I know, Harley Quinn movie? Yeah, the Harley Quinn movie, Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. And prior to that was the photograph. But I was so excited. Um, me and my girl were like all on board of going to movies once or twice a week. Or there was times oh, that cool. I, would just, I would just go on my own. And I really loved it. Like, I was close enough to, like, saying, you know what, cancel Netflix or mm-hmm. find somebody else's account. But mm-hmm. February 21st was the last time I went to a movie theater in Burbank, AMC 16, and I watched Birds of Prey. And I would give it a 6 out of 10. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I thought it was pretty bad. Yeah, I thought it was pretty bad. I watched... Birds of Prey, um, I straight pirated that. I didn't even go to the movies for that one. <laughs> like, I, I just, I had enough with, like, really bad DC movies. And I was like, this is just, I know this is going to be shitty. Uh, I was looking forward to it until I saw the trailer. And I was like, no, nah, this is not going to be good. Um, and I pirated it and I watched it um, on, like, my phone or some shit. <laughs> some Russian and, site. <laughs> yeah. It was it was not a good quality. It was like bad quality. It was like a cam, I think. So it was even worse. But even with that, it was a terrible movie. And uh, most of the time, when I do like pirate a movie or something like that, because I don't want to like pay for it to go watch it. Um, <laughs> so you don't go to the movie honest, theaters, apparently. <laughs> I do. I do. The last movie I watched was a an amazing movie. Um, it was Knives Out. Oh, in, like, late, late February, I think. I saw Knives Out too. It was. 
yeah, early March. That was a movie. Now that was a brilliant movie, very intelligent. Like, I love the writing. Everything was just perfect about it. I love them. I love the cast. Anna de Almas is amazing. I like worship her. You know, um, and it's just <laughs> it was so brilliant. It was so brilliant. And uh, Daniel Craig and all that stuff. So that was my last movie I watched in the movie theaters. I I used to go to movie theaters a lot until like I kind of like you know basically like life got in the way so I had to like work a lot and stuff like that I was just tired and I didn't feel like really going and my wife doesn't really go to the movies that often so it's like doesn't really work out too well and so I just like usually watch them at home. You have to admit, it's also really expensive. Yeah, that's why when I got the movie pass thing or like the AMC thing, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember going to the movies every weekend. Like, like I had ticket stubs. I had like every movie ticket stuff from like the first Jurassic Park. There was so, and then I shredded all that stuff. But mm-hmm. I had ticket stubs of all the movies I would go to, and I would go mm-hmm. all the time. And I would rent movies. I love going to the movie theater. Um, mm-hmm. Then they made, but then so much movies came out and they were like all backing off that one hit. And then the internet ruined watching movies to some degree. Like if a movie came out, everybody would tell you like, I mean, you would have enough time during the week, week to watch it or not mm-hmm. everybody would see it, but like everybody was such in a rush to go watch a movie. So I feel like that kind of ruined it. Like the, the, the cost and like the internet and everybody being like, Oh, did you see Avengers Endgame? Blah blah blah, and mm. this, the ending or the special ending. I'm mm. like, no, don't ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, look, I love going to the movies. The biggest fan. I've been going to movies since I was like a little kid. My parents would literally drop me off uh, in front of the AMC 14 when it was there in Burbank, before it got broken down and became the AMC 16 next door. And me and my friends, we'd literally like buy a ticket, go sneak in and watch like five movies. You know, we'd love it. So I was a big, I am a big fan of movie going and all that stuff. It's just life got in the way. It, it is expensive also. So it's like you have to now like kind of manage what movie you're going to see. Like you were saying, Endgame was an amazing experience. You know, I went to Arclight. I went to the Dome. I watched it there. Perfect center seats. I just like loved it. It was the most immersive experience. Things like that, totally, 100%. I love that. Um, but, like, sometimes you can't do that. So, unfortunately, like, I usually just watch it at home. Um, not always pirated at all. Like, I only pirate it sometimes. Most of the time, I wait for it to come out on VOD or something. And I'll just rent it and watch it. It's pretty cool. Also, like, I have to say, like, you know, this is kind of blasphemy for, like, the, you know, avid Christopher Nolan fans and things like that, Scorsese fans, but like this day and age, honestly, most people have big ass TVs and they have like a decent surround sound system or at least decent audio. I feel like you can be pretty decently immersed into the film, you know, on your own television at home. You know, not, like, my, not my Vizio trash TV from Costco. <laughs> <laughs> that turns yeah. off when it feels like yeah. <laughs> then that's a different case yeah in that case totally go to movies but like i feel like this day and age it's pretty like um feasible to you know have like a decent cinema going experience at home so i feel like like for example christopher nolan like you know I'll, I'll i'll put on interstellar you know it's amazing i just turn off all the lights and i'm like immersed in my big ass tv and it's like crazy audio and shit 
So it's like, it works. It works. You know, as a person that's been going to movies most of their life, uh, it's pretty much almost kind of the same. And then I had built a movie theater thingy um, in my basement. It's very Like nice. I literally made it all, yeah, it was really cool. I made it all black on the sides, everything. I had a big ass screen. It's like a hundred and uh, like 10 inch screen, you know, like a projector screen. I got a cool projector that like projects 1080p, all that cool stuff. Um, I didn't really use it that much <laughs> because again, with the convenience, like you don't really feel like going downstairs and doing that whole thing, turning on a projector. And it's just like, I don't know. So all in all, like uh, I love movie theaters, big fan of it. Hope it doesn't get killed by this whole COVID thing. It's gone. Um, it's not looking good. It really is not looking good. They just announced yesterday that they're going to cut the time because there was a limit uh, there was a minimum a uh, movie had to be in the movie theaters um it was like i think two months or something like that now they cut it down to 17 days so after 17 days it can go on vod or wherever it goes on so that's kind of going to kill the movie the, the, at least the movie theater industry pretty bad so yeah i don't mean i feel bad and it was like a big part of my childhood still is like part of my adulthood but it's just like i'm i am also a little bit like really excited and happy about how television technology is advancing and we're basically making awesome movie theaters in our own homes. So well, don't, I, don't, I don't feel bad one second at all for the movie theaters <laughs> because no. when you charge a motherfucker 12 bucks for a box of pop, popcorn. Yeah, and, that's just... Like, it, like if you go on a date with someone and let's rocked. say if you're like, you're, you're paying, you're dropping 60 bucks. You're getting two yeah. tickets, 30 bucks. If each one of you want a popcorn and a drink, that's another 30 bucks. I don't feel, look, I love the experience of going to the movies, period. I get the yeah. comfort factor and stuff like that at being at home, having this great surround sound, getting up, yeah. getting your own snacks. But yeah. I really like the part that you just go away, park, you sit in this room. And I, I was one of those people that would watch movies by themselves. Like, it's always great going with people, but I really liked, like, I'd be that person that wake up at Saturday at, like, 8 o'clock and just go there. Mm-hmm. There's no one there. Watch I love movie. that. Yeah, I've totally watch done movie. that re- recently, too. Yeah. Yeah, before the world went to shit. But, mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. but the movie studios and, like, the, the theaters didn't make it. Like, honestly, I really feel like people would buy more or go to the movies more. Or, like, the movies would have, like, a chance of, like, I, I, I well, I can't say, but I feel like now there's like a rude awakening because of what happened to COVID. All the movie companies, all these production, all the high level that you would pay a celebrity because you would have these big draw box office draws, there's gone. Like you're not going to get that Robert Downey Jr. like money, $50, $50 million for a movie anymore. Because no way. Like, you're I feel not like, going to get the openings either at you, all. You're never going to get those at all. Yeah, I get people are ready to go back to life. But the, I, for me, myself, like... I'm going to go to a movie theater like once, like in two years. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I, I mean, I understand totally. I think Tenant, uh, Christopher Nolan's new movie at the time that we're talking about this podcast, um, once it does come out, like I think it's, it's supposed to come out in US like September something, but uh, globally August, whatever. Um, once it does come out, we're going to actually see what the impact of this stuff is and what happened after this COVID stuff. And I think it's going to be insane. It's going to be a rude awakening. But unfortunately, I've thought a lot about this. And I feel like the problem is the movie theater itself is not its objective and goal 
its incentive is not at all about the movies, right? Yeah. They make actually most of their money off the concession stand yeah. stuff, like all of the food and popcorn. That's why they charge a lot. So guess what? Like that's their main emphasis. They're, 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 they want you to do that. They want you to buy the popcorn and all this stuff. They charge you a lot. So it just feels like the, like, strangely, it just feels like what a strange thing that this movie theater concept was there to basically be uh, a safe haven for movies to play. And yet like it put that on the back burner and it kind of went really greedy and took as much money as possible from poor kids and stuff like that, that wanted to either watch a movie or go on a date and all that cool stuff. And even people that have families that are like, dude, I have to take my three kids and everyone to go watch, let's just say Moana. And it's going to cost me like $300. I can't, like I can't afford that, but I want my daughter and my son to watch it like a family thing. So it's like kind of not cool that they really like abused the the people. And, and basically as a result, like people are like, dude, this is too much money. Yeah. You know? And they're not going to cough up for it. It's just unfortunate. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I really, I, the moment that celebrities really started making like, even like with, I think not even a theater, but the whole concept of certain things that the price limits are just going out of touch with society. Mm-hmm. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it's sort of like, even like NBA or professional sports, like you go, you, you going to like a sports event, like even like an, it's become like a corporate, like dominated like thing. Like what can we sell merch, food, mm-hmm. um, stuff, the whole experience is taken away because everyone is just trying to generate money and me i'm just going there like you think i'm like excited to go watch birds of prey i'm going there like just as someone that wanted to see like that that the the group that did birds of prey they put in a lot of hard work but i feel like they just they just didn't like that's like crappy that's what i also feel bad too is like imagine all the movies that are bombs or flops like imagine mm-hmm. how hard everybody has to work and yet the movie is still a bomb or a flop. And then like, yeah. you'll hear about it when you go to the, the theater, they're like, yeah, box office sales are terrible. The movie did not last for three days. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's very unfortunate. I mean, it's, I think people that, especially people in the industry, I hope they, they kind of know whenever terrible reviews come out and that's why those YouTube reviewers, the ones that actually like shit on like those the, the directors or they shit on like, the actual actors and stuff like that. It's like, dude, everyone put in their effort. I mean, there are many movies I'm sure that people didn't put in shit and they didn't care and they half-assed it. But most of the time, it's a collective group effort and it's a lot of unbelievable work put into making these films. And they, they can come out totally shitty, like trash, and they can come out amazing. But you really, you don't know. You know, you cross your fingers and hope like this combination of director, writer, and producer is great or whatever. But you don't know. And yeah, we just watch it and we go, oh, it was a shitty ass Birds of Prey. But little do you know, like, they killed themselves on it, you know? Like, it, it, I, we, weeks of training, God knows what else, got yeah. like permits, got crews ready, gave mm-hmm. their hearts, they self financed the movie, <laughs> that actresses and actors were like executive producers. And then it just goes blah. But in some respects, that I really want less movies to come out because. I think there's enough great talent and enough great writers to come up with great films because mm-hmm. there's so much garbage that's just constantly being generated. And even like with the pandemic, like think about the backlog of horrible movies that were made that they did not like release. Yeah. release. 
Now they're like, okay, we have all this garbage. I just recently canceled my Amazon Prime. Mm. And I, every month, you know, like, at, like Netflix will release like all the new movies for that month. But I'm like, wow, there's maybe like five great movies right now. Mm. The rest are garbage. And I feel like that's the same thing that happened in the movie theaters. Like you knew, why are you releasing movies? Like who's pushing these? Like these are all publicly traded companies why don't mm. you sign up to make sure you get the good movies on board, you know, or like AMC, yeah. the publicly traded company is like, okay, I get you making sure you get your Avengers money and all these other movies. But even like mm. a movie like Martin Scorsese's, what was the last movie he did? Like uh, the Irishman that the, yeah, the Irishman, like mm-hmm. four hour movie or three hours. You can only watch that at home. Like unless you have like a matinee or yeah. it's like the opera or like the theater. Like, I really yeah, feel like they like need an intermission. To, yeah, th- there has to be some type of intermission because I feel like it's really lost touch in them. Like, because I like going to the movies. Like, my first, one of my first memories as a kid was going to watch Jurassic Park with my dad in Glendale. And nice. It was yeah, just like, yeah. yeah, I was like, we've been only in the country for maybe like six years and like Jurassic Park at the time with the CG graphics and like even ro- animatronic robots was huge. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it was intense but like i just feel bad and the people yeah. that even the people that work at movie theaters they're movie fans they're fanatics yeah they are they they are like a lot of them they worked at movie places and then became directors and writers you know i just i the thing is i have to i have to kind of like hold back or disagree a little bit about you about about the re- reducing the amount of bad movies that come out because I am the type of person, um, like some of my friends hate me for this, what? but I am the type of person that really sometimes enjoys very bad movies. <laughs> like I watch the room. After Earth, uh, The Room, <laughs> I watch After Earth um, with Will Smith and Jaden Smith. Um, like I watch it seriously because I enjoy how bad it is. Like I'll sit down and have like a nice beer or something like that. Now, literally, like I used to rent it and watch it. Like it, it was a thing <laughs> I did. Like I, I like bad movies at times because it's just so fun at how bad it is and the decisions they decided to do. I the the room is a very like a top contender for for it's so bad it's good kind of concept. But not even that bad. Like, The Room is an obvious one that you're like, dude, this is crazy bad. How entertaining. It's like B movie. Yeah. (laughs) Hello, doggy. So it's like, those those are cool too. Those B movie bad ones, totally awesome. But I'm talking about like those big budget bad ones. Those are like, it's unbelievable. And sometimes you don't know until a really long time past this thing. You're like, this is brilliant. Like, it's bad, but it's brilliant. So I kind of hesitate on... Like saying, like, man, I just want good movies, quote unquote, good movies to come out in the movie theater. Because if it's like that, they'll just, yeah. I mean, it's pretty, it's almost like fail proof, fail safe. Like, um, how you can decide what's a decent, going to be a decent movie. Like, you know, if Chris Fernandez can come out of a movie, it's probably going to be decent, at least, right? Spielberg comes out with a movie, it's probably going to be somewhat decent, at least, you know? So you can probably gauge that stuff and have like some sort of filtration device. But I just feel like that sucks because it's like I want to watch Transformers 5 in a movie theater <laughs> with like a notebook at like 10 a.m. in the morning with no one there and me just writing funny notes on it, you know? Like, Why is Mark Wahlberg's head so big? <laughs> well, how is he holding that sword? It's a very large sword. <laughs> it makes no sense. Like there's so many ridiculous things. So I don't know. I, I also like really bad movies. So it's like kind of contradictory 
what I'm saying, but I, I enjoy it. I like bad movies too. So it's called it's, So it, Good It's it, Bad. It's just going to be, I just want to know like the next box office draw is going to be like, you know, like the, the big movies. Like imagine Christopher Nolan's movie Tenet. Like it's going to be like, imagine it's like gotten like uh, certified on Rotten Tomato and all these other mm-hmm. reviewing plays. But then it just has like a box draw office of like $10 million because no one wants to go back into the movie theaters, even with the vaccine and whatnot. And totally. God yeah. knows how I, much he spent I feel like on that money. Case. He spent two hundred and fifty million. So, oh, man, two hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah, yeah. two hundred fifty million dollars. That's like an NBA contract for like five years. You know, <laughs> like you you are somewhat owning an individual's performance for five years. That's like yeah. almost five hundred games, and you're dropping That's it down crazy. for like two and a half hours, and it's taking you maybe like two years to make. And mm-hmm. that's so that's so intense. It's, yeah, I think Infinity War was two fifty, and um, Endgame was two fifty total of five hundred million dollars. Yeah, but how much of that movies. money went into the actors? Uh, like Robert Downey Jr. Like collectively, those two movies, I think, made like seventy million or some ridiculous shit like that. So that's a lot of money he made. Yeah. The rest of them didn't make that much. Um, so a lot of it did. Go, I think the biggest budget is probably in CG and the actors. So that's just intense. Um, it's just stupid. Crazy. But it's just like, I think all industries, the movies, if any, like all the entertainers, it just got a quick wake up call. They're going to be so cautious about what type of movies are going to be made in the future now. Or, you know, you know, that's when the best movies are going to come out too, right? Whenever they're hamstrung, whenever they, they have the limitations placed on them, the most artistic side of the filmmakers come out. Usually is the case from what I know. I, I hope so because a lot of times you watch movies be like, I get when you spend all that money on CGI, but a lot mm-hmm. of times when you spend so much money, you lose the actual acting, you know? Like the actors are not doing like their job. Like that that's what draws you. Like you, you have an emotional role that someone plays, like it makes you want to cry. Yeah. yeah. Man, like that's how I felt with the Irishman. You know, I felt like the Irishman was a good movie. But I really did feel like there was no need to spend like 150, have a $150 million budget on this movie. And the majority of the budget is just because you were de-aging like three of the main actors for no reason. Like if you're going to de-age them, then like, dude, just get younger actors to play them. That's what they get, did with the same actors. Or before. just get young actors. Just get, That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Just get like new actors and just make them old, wear prosthetics. But, like, every yeah. time I would see Robert De Niro, like, they CGI'd his face, it was so weird because he wasn't moving like a young man. He wasn't. He is an old man body. Yeah, they should have. And it's like, what do you do? You, you mocap him with a young man's body, like a young person there? And then it's like, what are we doing? Like, basically, you're just replacing Robert De Niro completely, but just putting his face on, like, a, uh, like a avatar body, you know? Like, that's, I just feel like um, the de-aging decision was completely unnecessary. Uh, it was more of a flex than it was anything. It was unnecessary flex. I just think the only way they could have got that movie done is because they had to get those players. But even though they took years to get that movie done anyways. Years, yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite recent Martin Scorsese movies is a very underrated and not really seen movie um, called Silence. Oh, that's the one that they're in, like, Japan? Yeah. Unbelievable. Beautiful movie. Very beautiful. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how what the future of movie theaters is, but I I can't believe it's been 
almost five, six months since I stepped inside of a movie theater, smelled that buttery popcorn, mm. and just like, you know, sat in those uncomfortable seats. <laughs> yeah. And, and be like, wow, I've not gone to a movie theater. It just, it seems like a way. And now, you know what people are doing? They're doing those drive in movie theaters. And yeah. I yeah. can't, I just, it's, it's weird. My I've sister done it. went I've to done you done it? My sister went to it. She's like, it was weird. Like they got sushi and sat and watched the movie, but it just seems yeah. like more of an inconvenience. Yeah, I mean, it's just off. I mean, the audio is off of your radio, so it's like weird, and you can't see that well unless you're really close. I, I didn't like. It. I didn't do it recently during the COVID times. I did it a while back as like a, just a novelty thing. Me and my wife went, but I just nah, it was weird. It was weird. We did this other one where it was like on a rooftop. In like LA, that was kind of cool. Watch Casablanca, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't think I'm ever. I, I, yeah, I'm just gonna wait until like everybody gets vaccinated and the movies return. Yeah, yeah, oh. me too. I miss that's trailers. Cool. I do. You know, that's what like I think one of my favorite parts of going to a movie is a trailer. Favorite parts, yeah, yeah. That, if that. if I had a job, like one of my dream jobs would be like a trailer maker, like making mm. producing trailers. I'd watch trailers. I'd love to watch trailers and just review. I'd love to be a critic for trailers. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I would love watching trailers too. Like if you watch, there are certain movies like, wow, this movie is so good, the trailer. And then you you watch the movie, it's like god awful garbage. (laughs) It's terrible. It's a (laughs) dumpster fire. (laughs) Or like the whole movie, act one, two, and three is all in the trailers. And you and it's so so much like blatant in your face, like revealed that you're like, damn, what a sick ass movie this is going to be because it it fakely showed me the movie, but obviously that's not the movie. And then you go watching, you're like, holy sweet shit, that was the whole movie. It was just summed up in in three act structure in two minutes. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, there's no point. Like anytime I watch like the new, I saw the new Jurassic Park trailers, I'm like, okay, I saw the movie. <laughs> Or like Star Wars, like it's like I've seen the. I know what happens. Like you show, you show like, what's it called? Uh, what's it called? Palpatine returning or something. Yeah, yeah, totally. and I mean I'm a hypocrite because you know I'm sitting there watching those like YouTube guys like break down the trailer, every single light reflection and all that stuff. There he is. That's Palpatine. This is what's gonna happen to you know like I don't know Ray and this all this shit. Like I totally watched all of those. I don't know why I was bored, but yeah, they. So I I'd, I'd love to be a reviewer of trailers and like. Tell them like, hey man, like don't reveal too much. Like, but make a you're not. But they, but they but they want like, like if you watch a Fast and the Furious trailer, like you got the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <sighs> uh, well, okay. I'm Sev, and that's Rob. <laughs> we'll figure out how to come up with good intros and extras or outros, but. <laughs> Alrighty. You guys have a good evening. Out. See you later. Bye. I'm gonna rip, I'm gonna rip, I'm gonna rip.